Hello all, welcome to Automotive Absolute, where we interview experts from the automotive industry from around the world and dive deep into the latest trends and innovation in the automotive industry. I am your host Priyesh Peswani, an automotive infotainment product owner and HMI expert. Our today's guest is Mr. Vishwas Vedya, he is an engineering consultant, chief innovation officer. He has over three decades of experience in the embedded system design and development of automotive embedded systems. A former employee of Tata Motors, currently an automotive consultant at Cognizant, Mrs. Forefront and innovation consultant at Minda Corporation. Welcome, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yes. So, uh, our our series for this podcast is uh, we we are discussing how far we have come in the automotive software development and embedded systems development. So, uh, please share your views how the system embedded system development has evolved in India in the last five decades. Actually, let us first understand what is an embedded system. Ah, people have wrong notions about what is an embedded system. An embedded system means English word embed means buried. Okay. So your controller, the control system is buried within an application. That is what is embedded system. And in every vehicle control, everything is inside the vehicle. So that's why it is automotive embedded system. So why it is defined as a different class from non-embedded is once you become a part and parcel of the ecosystem around you application, you have to follow the law of the land. That is, if you are in the vehicle as a vehicle embedded system, we have an automotive embedded system, you have to inherit its vibration, temperature, space constraint, weight constraint, harsh conditions. That is why, for example, in washing machine, your domestic washing machine, your controller is inside the washing machine. So it has to respect space, then uh, vibration, uh, weight, all these restrictions. But in industrial washing machine, if you have a control panel which is away from the assembly line, where exact washing equipment is there, this is not embedded system. Mm. So with this correct perspective, mm, the, <clears throat> the embedded system first came into industrial automation and consumer systems. And then, that like any other electronic technology, then it started entering into automotive. In the world over, the automotive world was almost forced to accept penetration of electronics because of emission norms. There is a, if you see the Wikipedia, in 1970s, in California Air Board, they started tightening the emission norms due to mal effects on people's health. And emission is not possible without electronics. Because if you try to control emission, you may lose torque and drivability. So this is where electronics gives you best of both worlds, which no other technology can give you. So actually, India also followed what world followed. Only we are a decade behind. So, so in the world, first the electronics which entered was the alternator bus control, then your wiper side indicator, wiper washer, the small standalone ASICs were used to control these units. And apart from that, 
the microprocessor based microcontroller based engine control was also there and when the number of features started increasing exponentially there was a need to have a comfort ecu there were safety features like abs electronic safety program so the entire thing was made into a chassis or chassis ecu network so this is how the automotive embedded system evolved world over and india also we are following okay so that is the answer yes sir thank you very much for your insights it is uh, very interesting to know how uh, the embedded systems became a norm in automotive industry in order to control the emissions and uh, the our next question for today is uh, how has indian automotive industry built its autonomy in embedded system development yes okay uh, to start with the global tier 1 in automotive parlance oem is the tier 0 we use making the vehicle and tier 1 are the suppliers who make who make the components which are directly supplied like a tire manufacturer wheel manufacturer is a tier 1 similarly in electronics the electronic control unit which is made and supplied by vendors there are tier 1 vendors so bosch delphi conti all of these are global tier 1 and when india started making vehicles on their own naturally first they turned to the global players okay but gradually we understood that one global players may not always understand indian requirements another is our volumes being earlier much lower than the world standard if you want anything to be tailored to our requirement the global players would flatly refuse because they cannot afford the kind of development investment the kind of engineering investment the bomb modifications that will go into it the business case for indian requirement was not working out and that is where the indian oems they were forced to develop the indigenous vendors okay and uh, if you take a case of the tata motors okay uh, somewhere in mid 70s mm, the electronics which was used in commercial vehicles was for glow plug time off mm, what is a glow plug glow plug is a device which heats incoming air for a diesel engine mm, and there are the rules there are a series a set of rules which provides various timings how much and how long one should heat the incoming air huh? for two reasons emission reduction and cold stability hmm? so if you are already <coughs> your ambient temperature is high it will be a different time uh, if it is low it is different time okay huh? so this is a kind of electronic unit was used world over and one of our commercial vehicles which was borrowing the unit made by a global oem a global tier 1 we found that their requirement are not really meeting our requirement naturally our climate condition being different we wanted a different set of timings so given our low volumes the global tier 1 refused and then we were forced 
to approach our own electronic thing whose role that time was into industrial automation electronic because their import rules were very stringent there we were forced to develop our own industrial electronics including machine tool electronics so those people they studied benchmark this application how global players are making it and then they were able to develop this is like on at gun point otherwise if you don't do it we would have been out of market even though it was monopoly near monopoly so they studied it and then the need was felt that we must have our in house electronic department which will rescue our vehicle programs when the external global tier one not able to meet our price and time so this is one of the incidents i just want to cite i just want to cite one more example if you allow me a small one okay yes sir sure sure please see this then we found that the innovative development not only rescues us many times from this difficult situation rescues our vehicle program it also gives us a stronger muscle for negotiation with the global payers for example you would be remembering that a low cost ultra low cost passenger vehicle was coming in indian market and of course is engine control unit which was to get to meet bs4 and upcoming norms as quoted by global payers were very costly whereas our budget was only exactly 50% of what they were quoting so naturally we in house people we made our samples working we had 100 vehicles working on our samples when it was demonstrated to the people who came at negotiation table the global manufacturer global tier ones they understood the implications repercussions and immediately overnight they came down to our price Uh, this is another we call it forward engineering uh, that without worrying about what others are doing you just make a solution demonstrate that this is my solution at this price and this timeline now what are you giving uh, so this was a great benefit obviously sir uh, it will it can help everyone in the automotive industry or uh, other uh, software development industries as well create a valid solution and share it with your client or with your tier 1 suppliers and let them know what they can support and how to negotiate further thank you for this so let's move to our next question uh the next question is what innovations have happened in this industry in the last two decades see i have being a old player i have observed this industry and how it has progressed and actually speaking whatever happened uh, in industrial automation other industries the same thing happened but at much slower space because automotive industry is conservative we cannot be adventurous like consumer electronics or industrial automation because if we make end up making any mistake it is like a time bomb all over our vehicles may start burning may start killing the people that is where we are quite cautious so of course we started at gun point where emissions we had to have electronic control that too in diesel it entered late diesel engine 
something because <coughs> gasoline engine has a throttle okay. so if my electronics misbehave all driver has to do is take his pedal take his foot off the pedal the throttle will stop the engine mechanical throttle whereas diesel has a whole air coming always huh? there is no throttling mechanical throttling there so unless the electronic reaches the particular level of uh, robustness uh, diesel engine was late in accepting electronics for hmm? injection control air control all other controls hmm? so earlier the people were into assembly language hmm? the entire coding was in assembly but when the <coughs> the same thing was there in industrial automation office automation because i have been a part of office automation industrial automation also hmm? but gradually you know, when the application started becoming more and more complex uh, people migrated to higher level language particularly embedded c hmm? and then matlab simulink uh, so that an application expert hmm, need not be an expert programmer uh, particularly assembly programmer has to be expert in hardware software microcontroller architecture everything so it became difficult so now even a mechanical engineer can make a matlab simulating model and do it so we started with microcontrollers rudimentary microcontrollers 8 bit then gradually when 30 16 bit is something we have skipped and now people are directly going into 32 bit so uh, the last decade uh, that transition was slowly happening that hmm. first assembly to c then c to matlab simulating and autocoding uh, and <coughs> of course the rules like mishra c hmm. c can be a ruthless language hmm. if you make some mistake a compiler will not show you hmm. Mis- make mistake not in uh, syntax uh, but the way you are using Uh, like you may overflow a particular integer byte hmm, integer word which is 16 bit reserved for it hmm, more than that hmm, and it will uh, overflow to zero and you will never know and this may happen only once a month killing somebody hmm. so this is where the mishra c rules uh, uh, were brought in hmm, and now uh, in last 5 years the functional safety hmm, because of the many famous misbehaviors hmm, which occurred the functional safety is becoming the, the norm and <clears throat> all our hardware software both embedded system as such hmm, has to meet functional safety norm so that even if you fail it has to fail gracefully okay a simple example i asked my students hmm, that due to some noise interference supports the both fast wiper and the slow wiper both receive the command what should your software do generally people write a software such that software hardware both such that if you press fast if the fast command come fast will do and slow comes the slow wipe will do but when both comes not everybody thinks of that even the tester will not may not simulate these conditions because the kind of switches he has at his hand they themselves ensure but in emimc or some <coughs> malfunction both may become on and if both motor start you will end up breaking the mechanism the correct way here is not to operate any wiper so that the driver comes to know that there is a malfunction and you can call the service station and get it repaired 
this is a kind of system engineering okay so when i comes to i tell the hardware and software both people you should be good automotive embedded system engineer don't call yourself hardware or software till that time you will not be able to connect the dots and have a bigger picture to do business so that is how it is wow this was such an insightful information how the uh, initially if we talk there is an assembly language or assembly programming in that you need to know the entire hardware and the software as well now because of the advancements in programming language and in the hardware we have separated the concerns of a programmer and the hardware but uh, your suggestion is every embedded software developer should have the knowledge of hardware as well and the same should goes to the hardware developer as well because uh, unless you know both you cannot and will not be able to connect the dots thank you sir for this so let's move to our next question which is uh, what are the challenges in the development of automotive embedded system which we are facing and which we can see in the future yes actually um this is not just automotive embedded system the entire automotive engineering as such is going through transformation and we being part of the automotive community we are no different what are the challenges the entire vehicle engineering community going through the features are increasing day by day but the cost is not if you compare 20 years ago the lowest car was selling say rupees 2 lakh 2.5 lakhs now you consider inflation so that if you consider inflation today's low, lowest selling car is actually cheaper than what they were selling but the features are much more okay so automotive engineering is always about giving more and more value at less and less cost so that is what is happening engines are getting downsized so in the less volume less weight of engine you have to deliver more power same thing for electric vehicles the lighter motors smaller motors have to deliver a more torque more power so if you drill that down to automotive embedded system your software has to occupy much less machine code footprint yet deliver a larger value to the newer algorithms or software engineering metric which you have to evolve like uh, in a workshop mechanical engineering workshop you have clear acceptance criteria what is a good job what is a bad job what is a tolerable job in terms of tolerance in terms of fitness and finish so software and hardware both need to have such metrics and there has to be linked with the system engineering for example so many times i have gone through software that even the person who has written is not able to understand decode it after 6 months in one of my <coughs> incidents in assignments in my own career there was a simple problem where when you go into reverse gear the reverse parking was not working No, not reverse parking. Reverse wipe was not fun- functioning smoothly, and there was a bug. I said, um, "Solve this bug." But the solution of the bug took three 
weeks mm. so when they showed me the code and the matlab simuling mm, the it was so poorly written mm. there were hundreds of states on that state flow before you hundreds of transitions uh, very very long sentences written mm. so this is not legible uh, and this is actually violating all the software engineering principles of legibility and <clears throat> you have to write the software or even hardware such a way that if the auditor comes system engineering auditor from clients and is opens your screen and points to any random c language like and says your time starts now hmm. what is the role of this c line to the person huh, for adding a value to person who is driving the car hmm. if you are not able to find out huh, like we took 3 weeks for solving that simple problem you fail the audit same thing for a register or a capacitor if i remove this capacitor hmm, what will happen what problem why should the end person pay for this capacitor why should the end person pay for the <coughs> ram and rom occupied by this c line no, you should be able to answer and also you should write such a way in a modular way so that you can correctly pinpoint the in such a malfunction occurs which requirement is being disobeyed and can you drill down to the exact c language line and exact c language routine to correct so these are the some of the challenges where actually there is no science yet documented of embedded automotive engineering i have written some papers of partitioning in detroit hmm, last 10 years hmm, but there is no documented knowledge like it is there for desktop software engineering mainframe software engineering hmm, maybe industrial embedded also huh, but i have not seen much the automotive embedded engineering is a science hmm, where all these system engineering metrics need to be respected and written so this is the biggest challenge how to produce a automotive embedded system you know, so that it is easy to maintain you know, flexibility scalability flexibility is uh, you want to add horizontal feature you know, like from uh, <coughs> wiper you, know, you have to add the rain sensor based wiper you know, that is flexibility that you are adding one more feature or <clears throat> scalability is from going from engine control you want to change it to electric vehicle next level of technology what will be your road map how you can make the smallest possible changes to make it scalable so these are the most painful challenges in my opinion automotive embedded communities facing Uh, the time to market is shrinking features are adding uh, but we do not have a documented science hmm, so far uh, which can give justice to <coughs> this changing scenario hmm, and bring our product vehicle first time right hmm, using this science that is yet to be developed hmm, so that is the biggest challenge yes Yes, sir. I have also observed that uh, the processes and following these processes is a challenge here, and uh, the impact it is going to create. Because when an auditor come and he asks, even if uh, it is an internal audit, also it is very difficult to identify the exact line of code which is causing a particular issue, or identifying bugs creates much time. 
the same can happen in an hardware environment as well and uh, creating a science can be a challenging task but we hope we will be soon realize one such science coming to our next question what are the future innovations that will get realized in the next decade in this industry yes actually the many new features are coming up people are moving to our autonomy power train technologies are you know, becoming green and the networks the amount of data which flows in vehicle the amount of data is increasing multifold so the networking will definitely shift to our automotive ethernet and that also two wire ethernet where the power supply is also carried by the same thing and then we are likely to migrate into wireless ethernet wherever possible so uh, and as your 4g 5g technologies are increasing the connected vehicles even if for autonomous vehicle come actually the connected vehicle should become a norm unless see when we are driving a vehicle we have so many sensors in our human body and they are all connected like my eyes they are connected to the eyes of another driver looking at his eyes i make some decision i shout at that driver looking at it i make some decision or i play my horn here in india i actually i teach connected vehicle the subject to a class and i tell them that india we are playing horns actually this is a need we are trying to connect to other vehicles which is not visible it is either hidden behind a building or around a corner but it may dangerously come just before you or pedestrian is likely to come this is why we play horn but horn cannot be a full proof solution or language so many horns are being played at simultaneously so connected vehicle v2x technology it has to first establish before we can really go into autonomous vehicle so with v2x technology also we are coming up many communication protocol like dsrc dedicated short range protocol between 5.75 to 5. I think this is 75 megahertz bandwidth 5.95. And then everything the infrastructure has to become smart. Like my zebra crossing should be smart. My road marking should be smart. The simple application like curve speed warning. we go say pune mumbai or any other express way huh? and there are sharp bends huh? when we negotiate mountains huh? the signal uh, the signal board huh? traffic signal board written there says 30 km per hour speed limit 20 km per hour speed limit huh? nobody respects this. even the disciplined driver don't respect because they know huh? that this is a conservatively low much below tolerance level speed limit because that speed limit is actually a worst case speed limit when your climate is worst dark rainy your vehicle is very huge that time it may apply so everybody is disregarding it and then they may end up in accident because once you decide to disregard there is nobody to stop you 
to cross 60 km pitch and run into accident so when you are into connected vehicle that intelligent traffic sign will give different speed limit to other different people at different times you yourself be surprised that with the same vehicle i was driving last month i got 60 km pitch as my limit today i am driving same month i am i'm getting 30 km pitch because it may be raining actually so this is where the connected vehicle technology has to precede autonomous vehicle okay when all of them start talking to each other including infrastructure then only autonomous vehicle will be possible and there the science of functional security a functional safety and cyber security has to be developed much beyond what it is today so the functional safety actually encompasses right from your drawing board when you start designing a vehicle hardware software whatever you when you test it till the vehicle dies not till vehicle is out of circulation even your production everywhere has to be functionally same and cyber security science of course nobody should hack your vehicle all these thing have been evolved from hard earned hard hard learned experiences you may be knowing i will not take names there was a japanese oem and electronic throttle issue was there where a person actually there is a youtube video on the the person is standing on the brake and he is it's happened in usa but vehicle belong to a japanese oem and he is calling 911 saying that i am standing on the brake vehicle is refusing to stop okay it is going full speed whatever i do it is not listening to me not obeying me uh, i am with a family we are all going to die at the next intersection and but this is for posterity i am giving this video and then he says wait wait and he dies and then it became like a time warp the earlier what i say automotive field is ruthless now once you plant a bug Ah, that bug, like a ghost, will be multiplied all over. You cannot sleep, and so many people will be dying. Similarly, in American OEM, there was an ignition switch issue, where the ignition switch on its own would switch when you are driving from ignition on to accessory position. So naturally, the engine may stop when you are in full speed, and you may end up with a crash. and but when you are crashed the airbag issue would refuse to deploy airbag because it is sensing that ignition is not on because deploying a airbag when it is not necessary is a way also kill the driver so this is where the whole thing is getting complex and even the who's who in kind of oems those who are in the forefront of technology they have also learned lessons hard way and to address this lesson only functional safety kind of a situation is come the person who tested that vehicle for electronic throttle perhaps did not test when both brake and throttle command both are on due to any reason like i told about you wiper or the airbag issue who tested or that vehicle he did not foresee a situation that vehicle is in full speed still the switch has gone to accessory so this is why all these sciences which are not developed and which has caused heavy toll in terms of fatalities 
have at gunpoint now forcing us to develop all these sciences and without waiting for further patentities na how to write a good embedded program how to make design a good embedded hardware software and what do you mean by good that also like i said in a workshop a mechanical job we know what it is good and it has to be developed and that too at the lowest cost if you have to do the same thing for space or satellite system a lot of budget is available to you you don't have to worry but here you are in a cutthroat competition so at minimum machine footprint at minimum level of components how can do it my own research in last few years is focused around it. my international articles papers most of them are civil engineering one of my articles i wrote in uh, 2008 when i entered into automotive embedded from industrial automation earlier i was into industrial embedded so that time i was <coughs> i naturally felt that in 10 years the embedded technology must have gone ahead and that to automotive embedded has to be written differently hmm, to give you more value for the code hmm, so i was looking for articles or a book which will tell me how to write automotive embedded c now i could not find a single article single book hmm, then i said in my this first automotive embedded c project which was a powertrain control project now let me evolve techniques hmm, so that you do the same thing hmm, at much less cost much less time uh, compared to the prevalent practices in industrial and other embedded system hmm? i gave a title to that article as how to <coughs> deliver maximum payload hmm, in automotive applications with minimal machine code footprint hmm? it was published in eda hmm? 2008 magazine and that way article really became viral and so many people who had lost contact with me because they were also typing in google like me and nothing was coming so i wrote it and there on we have moved and most of my projects i have done it and i published international papers and that whole thing has to be now woven into a complete science and that is how we have to progress along this path yes sir there was a great insight actually uh with connected vehicles it is uh, very interesting to understand how uh, a speed limiter becomes intelligent enough to give a speed limit that is uh, that will decide not just the vehicle by looking at the vehicle status and condition but other environment and climate factors as well yes sir. So V2X, uh, cyber security, autonomous vehicles, all these features, all these technologies, they will uh, get realized in the near future. And as you said previously, that uh, with new features, we are increasing the features, but we need to provide more value with the same cost or with the minimized cost. But the complexity with each feature is increasing. So that is. a crucial point and uh, which we need to discuss and which we need to further take on now coming to our next uh, question what are the challenges does self driving cars and cyber security will bring in automotive embedded systems yes a very good question 
actually the three different technologies are fusing together autonomous then connected and electrified electric vehicle ha if you want to drive maximum advantage out of it you must know how to drive with patients an electric vehicle people we see complain that this much is the range published i don't get that that is because when human being is driving he or she may not adhere to the discipline expected out of uh, electric vehicle driver in electric vehicle actually ideally is a single foot vehicle the accelerator pedal is the only control ideally you should be operating when you want to overtake you have to press the accelerator pedal when you want to decelerate just ease your foot away from the accelerator pedal or is the pressure it immediately decelerates never touch the brake then what happens it is only a game of pumping the energy down the motor and leaving it back to the battery when you are decelerating so with this particular city driving you get a lot of range the only then losses is the because of air air resistance rolling resistance only those losses will be there and with this kind of patients if you want to drive Now, more than a human being, the autonomous vehicle is the best candidate because we are emotional. We may aggressively drive electric vehicle. Electric vehicle, those who have driven, it is such a pleasure to accelerate the vehicle. There's a lot of pickup. Then you never know that you have picked up so much of speed and you then go into brake pedal with panic braking because something else comes. Now, with that happens, all the energy which you have pumped has gone down the drain due to friction braking and you lose the range. So, how to drive electric vehicle itself being a science which is best left to a driverless car if you want to have 100% ideal or you have to discipline yourself. You can discipline yourself but always it may not be possible based on the scenario. And then it has also to be connected for example electric vehicle there are two alternate routes one route is full of flyovers okay so you climb a flyover or it is through a mountain so for electric vehicle the optimal route would be one which is as flat as possible as flat as possible even if it is slightly longer the kilowatt hour point of view that would be the ideal path in electric vehicle so when your electric vehicle is connected and it should be necessarily connected the infrastructure should guide electric vehicle that you please don't follow this path please follow another path to reach your destination and of course the vehicles if they are connected to infrastructure connected to pedestrian for example electric vehicles do not produce much sound of course now people are putting technology to produce sound but that will eat into battery so instead if you are able to talk to pedestrians the people with wheelchairs who are crossing the road or those who are driving mopeds they are all known as vulnerable road users with that if electric vehicle is able to talk to their cell phone or to their smart watches definitely 
you will be in a better position to deploy autonomous electrical and connected vehicle and cyber security is a must here because anybody can hack your network there are so many case studies on internet where the angel hackers they have ethical hackers they have hacked the given vehicle and come up with a bug particularly even if you have a can network and you don't respect the priority rule you have malicious unit and you don't respect the priority rule priority of address when contention is there you can take control of your network and do anything which is malicious and your connected vehicle autonomous vehicle will be depending on so many rf technologies through air so it will be easy to hack than a network with cable also the question of emi emc electromagnetic interference as you go into electric vehicle your emmc norms which are created for ic engine vehicles will not be sufficient they have to be made much tighter because your motor will be emitting lot of interference and your units and sensors your network would be much more susceptible so emi emc plus functional safety also has to be considered together you may pass emmc norm as per the global norms which are no prevalent as per ic engine vehicles but still it may create some unsafe conditions where your brake and throttle both are simultaneously on or invalid combination of command is given to cpu cpu is confused in an in a confused state it ends up doing something which happens to be fatal so this is what the challenges which are increasing so autonomous vehicle if you want to deploy first you have to migrate to electric vehicles connected vehicles and then only the level of autonomy which we are expecting level 5 autonomy level 4 autonomy will be possible till that time only the isolated case studies isolated demo vehicles will come but it cannot be deployed and hand in hand the embedded science science of developing embedded technology also needs to advance so that it connects the dot now not just the system engineering of hardware software it connects the dot of when the connected vehicle system so connected vehicle system it go outside the boundary of your vehicle okay <clears throat> so one has to connect the dot like a driver who is as a expert driver when we look outside we are able to connect a dot connect dots all around us and form a bigger picture we know that somebody is crossing the lane somebody is coming from the wrong side or an ambulance is coming from somewhere so your boundaries will expand all around the vehicle and that is how this embedded science needs to develop Okay, the system engineering there will be kind of traffic system engineer engineering not just the vehicles so these are the challenges uh, we are expecting uh, yes sir. thank you for your insights in these challenges uh, one last question for the day is please share some advice with our aspiring engineers what should they focus on definitely see i go 
to many engineering colleges for giving knowledge sharing sessions many times what i do the kind of sessions i deliver international conference the exact ones i enact before students so that they know sitting there what they the kind of question people ask me that how can we go get into automotive industry how can we get into electric vehicle jobs connected vehicle jobs which course should we do and there are many courses floating also my answer to them is because i have been interviewing people for automotive assignments for so many decades and as an interviewer as an interviewer what we look for is whether the candidate is a good material he or she need not be expert in cyber security need not be expert in electric vehicle at all whatever you studied have you studied in depth are your fundamentals strong did you do something different while studying that subject did you try to publish a linkedin article did you try to publish a white paper did you try to participate in student paper contest or society of automotive engineers sae they have a student section and the student magazine is coming periodically how many times you have published it the forget times people have not even heard of society of automotive so first focus on your own subjects strengthen your fundamental unless you strengthen your engineering fundamentals for four years you should not unnecessarily divert your attention to some electric vehicle course some um, autonomous vehicle course instead you can have an internship there you can have a project there and see to it that how can you publish at least a small white paper small article in linkedin so that your resume is full of such web links to this linkedin articles and you can tag it to important people in on linkedin important uh, automotive people automotive veterans your prospect to employer see what comments they are taking and you will earn a name so when you go for the job market your resume will stand out this is the candidate one among thousand who is an sai student member student section member this is the candidate who is who has written eight linkedin papers this is a candidate who has attempted at least attempted to file a patent for this project so this is how you need to distinguish yourself from the crowd okay so when your interview starts if you are able to carry a spiral book printed spiral book of your printed articles definitely the interviewer will be happy and interviewer will scan those pages and interview you based on that so you will be able to steer the course of your interview based on your own articles so that is my advice in a nutshell first strengthen your fundamental there is no substitute to having strong engineering fundamentals physics mathematics then only you will be able to quickly learn your learning curve will be very fast when you go into electric and vehicle connected and autonomous vehicle and then to prove that generate the evidence that you have really strong fundamental to generate the evidence start publishing linkedin article start publishing student papers start publishing articles in magazines okay. definitely it will um, 
do a lot of good to your career so that is my advice yes sir so fundamentals are the core of engineering wherever you go carry them with you so i would like to end this podcast um, by quoting your points uh, the automotive engineering is not not just automotive engineering or embedded system design now automotive engineering is uh, your vehicle is connected with other vehicles your vehicle is connected itself with other pedestrians and everything around it so we need to design the entire ecosystem the traffic management is automotive engineering the cyber security self driving vehicles and be and focus on ev this is what we need to understand and we need to redesign the science of automotive design and together we will be able to achieve what we have aspired for so thank you sir thank you very much for joining this podcast